deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. I recently watched, I was kind of bullied by the internet into watching the Netflix original movie, Bird Box. I admit that I watched the movie just to understand memes. I saw a bunch of memes about it. I even seen memes that I didn't know had anything to do with Bird Box until after I saw it. So uh, in, in order to stay in touch with what the internet is talking about, especially black Twitter, they were really big on it. I had to watch a Sandra Bullock movie. Some, some shit I ain't did since like speed. Um. So yeah, I end up watching Bird Box and I just got to say that movie was a colossal hunk of shit and I hate everybody now for making me waste the what about two hours, an hour and a half to two hours on that nonsense, that shit was just, that movie was pro-right-wing American propaganda, pro-Republican propaganda, really. Uh, nah, I, I still can't get past the fact that I watched a movie to understand memes. I, I don't know if it's the problem with me or society. Um, <laughs> probably a little bit of both. All right. Quick breakdown of the movie. Sandra Bullock plays Mallory, who is a pregnant artist. For reasons, she seems to not be able to form emotional attachments, possibly daddy issues. Her sister Jessica, played by Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story, is trying to convince her that she will love a child automatically. It's not like meeting someone. This is a bond that you have automatically um she also tells her sister about the madness going on in europe and asia which seemingly starts in russia but i'll get back to that which is causing people to commit mass suicides and mallory is like yeah whatever bitch that's in russia i ain't got time for all that typical american can't care about what's going on overseas but um they go to the hospital and uh, Mallory gets her ultrasound and can really give two fucks about the pregnancy. So her doctor, Dr. Lanfin, played by a UK-born Indian actress, Parminda Nagra, is like, well, if you really ain't feeling the whole thing, here's an adoption pamphlet. You cold bitch. <laughs> As the sisters leave the hospital, the madness has come to America. Just one chick is smashing her face into a window trying to, like, come out the other side and they trying to stop her they get outside it's just complete chaos and getting worse then suddenly the sister sees something and freaks out and flips the car gets out and eventually steps in front of a bus it was pretty messed up mallory is saved by tom from being trampled by a mob of people running and they run into a nearby home where we meet the players in this particular production. Now, some people may say I'm looking too into this, but I like a character-driven story, and I tend to pay a lot of attention to characters when I'm watching a movie, unless it's something 
silly like a movie from like Troma Studios like Toxic Avenger or any of their newer ones like that remake of Pacific Rim Atlantic Rim don't watch it it's terrible <laughs> I loved it um, unless the movie is completely ridiculous I'm paying attention to what the characters are doing and saying I'm very much into that so one of the characters we meet is Douglas played by John Malkovich of the movie Being John Malkovich the prototypical American asshole baby boomer He's a selfish alcoholic who hates Mallory because his wife, third wife actually, tried to save Mallory before she sees something that then convinces her that she sees her mother and she goes sits inside a burning car. It was pretty fucked up. Uh, Douglas is against helping anyone. Yeah, he's just strictly out for number one. He's also suing the own, was suing the owner of the house, Greg, because him and his husband were building an unsightly add-on to the house and he was well he just didn't want to look at it there's something there's some layers to that comment um (laughs) yeah yeah there was nothing symbolic there greg is played by actor db wong and he's a very good and caring person despite his obvious grief having lost his husband and the fear that him and everyone are feeling he is still welcoming people into the home much to Douglas's dismay. He's all about helping people. He's a good person. Which is why he's the first to die. Oh, should I say spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I, I titled this, I watched the movie so you wouldn't have to. So you should know I'm giving you spoilers. Um, <laughs> but Greg is the first to die out of the group because he volunteers to look at their security cameras that he has all around the house to get an idea of what's going on outside and see what's making people freak out. He said it's just because it's light, light and pixels. It's not a real visual. Unfortunately, things didn't work out for Greg and he ends up smashing his head on the ground. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Um, The actor Tom I mentioned is played by actor Travante Rhodes. He saves Mallory from being trampled. Uh, He's a tall, good-looking brother, good-hearted brother, and he makes himself the de facto leader of the group, which puts him at odds with Douglas, John Malkovich's character. He is also instantly in love or lust or both or infatuated with Mallory for reasons. Um, it's just instant, maybe just that thing that makes people fall in love instantly. Like he's calling her sexy pretty much right away. I'm like, oh, that's cool and kind of problematic, I guess. The world is ending and his brother's like trying to smash. Well, I guess. (laughs) Um, yeah, he's pretty much onto her right away and... She is the only other woman in the house besides uh, Cheryl, played by Jackie Weaver, who's like 70. And the only bits of character we get from her is that she's a nurturer, caregiver, and possibly was a nurse or midwife. Next up is Lucy, played by Rosa Salazar, who will be playing the title character in the upcoming Alita Battle Angel, the uh, CGI movie 
that looks kind of creepy. I know Heister hates looking at it. <laughs> the commercials for it, it freaks him out. She's a student in a police academy, though she calls herself a cop and often boasts about her training. There's Felix, played by rapper Machine Gun Kelly, who I only heard of with, uh, regarding his beef with Eminem, even though well, I never listened to either one of their songs in that beef, and I wouldn't know a Machine Gun Kelly song if you played it for me, yada, yada, yada. Uh, his character, Felix, is a tatted up coward weasel of a man and also a pill popper. Uh, there's Charlie, played by Lil Rail Howery uh, from Get Out, you know, the brother that came through at the end that one friend we all need um he breaks down what's going on to everyone which they pretty much blow off because he's a he works in a grocery store but he studies he's a lot like myself and studies a lot of occult and mysticism stuff and mythologies and he says how every culture has these beings that inspire fear and sanity and he names various ones and they're like, where do you get all this information? He's like, well, where do we get any information? The internet. So they all blow him off. Like whatever, dude, he works at a grocery store and got his information off the internet. They gave him no credit. Yeah. Cause that's some shit. Baby boomers do told you. This is like a baby boomer fantasy. He eventually dies sacrificing himself after they drive blind to a grocery store for supplies. Long story. And rounding out the original group is Olympia, played by actress Danielle McDonald, who played the title character in the movie Patty Cakes. This is a pretty... You look at some of the side characters who just pop up for a second and you like, I've seen that person in a million things. Yeah, they, they it's a pretty good cast and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, she's a pampered woman who can't, quote, adult. Her parents and her husband did everything for her. Uh, she's also pregnant and wants to bond with Mallory, who wants nothing to do with her. Olympia is very sweet. A bit simple, yeah. And she asked Mallory to take care of her child, you know, if something happens to her, because she sees Mallory as strong and smart. A lot of the memes I saw had hated Olympia and blames her for the downfall of the group. If you ask me, she's kind of an analog for the way boomers see millennials. Um, she's overweight, can't take care of herself, and really sensitive. Yeah, pretty much nothing older white dudes want anything to do with. Her kindness leads her to let in Gary, who ends up being insane and causes the death of everyone in the house, with the exception of Tom, Mallory, and the freshly born, literally moments before all this happens new babies tom and mallory who eventually started banging duh uh raised the kids which mallory named boy and girl <laughs> yeah she really was not about forming any connections to anyone and they would go on blindfolded missions to scavenge for supplies from the neighboring houses and she often scolded Tom and the kids for being soft, stupid, or hopeful. All under this, the whole thing of she's trying to keep them safe. Kind of like Douglas and Boomers and those parents that go, What do you mean I didn't love you? You had food on the table, didn't you? 
<sighs> yeah. Until one day, another group of insane people comes across them, and Tom has to sacrifice himself to save his family. After Tom dies, Mallory and the kids take a long boat ride to this sanctuary that Tom had contacted using walkie-talkies. They have to get in a rowboat, go through rapids and other things to get to this sanctuary where, during the big crux of the movie, admit that she loves the kids and tell them that she loves them and yada 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 and grow a heart and even tries to sacrifice herself to save the kids. But they all end up getting into the sanctuary, which is a blind sanctuary that is also populated by hundreds of birds. Uh, She's also reunited with her doctor, uh, the Dr. Laffin, and the kids introduce themselves as boy and girl. (laughs) In which the doctor looks at uh, Mallory like, bitch. And she tells uh, the girl her name is Olympia, named after the sweetest person she's ever met. The girl is also a little bit simple like her mom, which makes this whole movie kind of says, hey, maybe eugenics wasn't so bad. Um, <laughs> I might be reaching, but I don't think so on that one. And she tells the boy his name is Tom after the man who helped raise them. And she finally tells the kid that you are my son and roll credits. Yeah, that's the movie in a nutshell. Um, It was very hard to get through because it was boring. Not much happened. I didn't feel any suspense, you know, during their blind escapades and encounters with the entity and its agents. Yeah, it seems this. All right. Getting into what I think the whole thing was. And it kind of goes back to what, what Charlie was saying when he mentioned it. Something triggered in my head. I don't think he mentioned this particular entity, but it was sort of the same thing. The everything started in Russia. Remember, remember when I said I'd get back to that, which made me remember a creature I learned about two decades ago called Baba Yaga, also called the Iron Hag, a Russian witch of sorts. All right, I'm going to read a description uh, from Andres Johns, who's a researcher and writer, and he identifies Baba Yaga as one of the most memorable and distinctive figures in Eastern European folklore and observes that she is enigmatic and often exhibits striking ambiguity whenever anyone's seen in the, the entities in the movie Bird Box they all saw something different. First, they see like, what was that? Then all of a sudden, their worst fears or guilt or whatever. Uh, John surmises that Baba Yaga has many facets, figures capable of inspiring uh, researchers to see her as a cloud, moon, death, winter, snake, bird, pelican, or even the goddess Earth. Uh, a totem matriarchal an- ancestress, uh, remember the lady that sat in the car because she thought she saw her mom or the uh, female in- initiator or phallic mother or archetypal image. So basically, yeah, she's the Wicked Witch of the East. So there's kind of was this whole mythology thing that 
all the old evils will wake up. You might have seen that in a million different movies, kind of like the whole Cthulhu uh, myth. Uh, so it was kind of like she woke up and others like her woke up and or she just spread her influence throughout the world because they show in a video when Alaska starts having encounters with the entity and the whole movie takes place in like northern california oregon area so yeah that's what i believe the mythology of it is based on um i'm fairly safe in that assumption insane people can see her and not want to commit suicide because well they're already a bit off and they're running around trying to make anybody else who's running around blindfolded see which what was Greg's whole thing. I'm not Greg's Gary's whole thing. Once he was in the house and led to everyone's death. Going back to this being a baby boomer fantasy. I'm going to look at the way Douglas saw everybody. He saw Mallory as someone who should look up to him. She said he reminded her of her father and he took it as a compliment even though he was cold distant womanizing whatever his whole thing was trying to get her to listen to his way and be more like him and embrace it embrace being more like him um him and tom conflicted a lot in terms of being leaders of the group tom was more compassionate whereas douglas was more strict he didn't like Charlie much, the other black man. And when Charlie sacrifices himself to save everyone, he thinks it's a big joke, which pisses off Mallory. See, she can grow a heart. <laughs> uh, Lucy, as I said, was played by actress Rosa Salazar. So let's, her name was Lucia, keeping it 100. Her and Felix, the pill popper played by Machine Gun Kelly, steals their car and leaves showing that you can't trust Mexicans and drug addicts. Yeah, I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I kind of saw that one coming. They were going to turn on the group. Uh, he hated Olympia. As I said, he was the boomer and she was the prototypical millennial. And of course, he hated Gary, the outsider who came in. So their house is basically an uh, analog for America. And they let Gary in and Gary destroyed everything. Cheryl, him and Cheryl didn't have too much interactions until she hit him over the head, which might have a whole thing against to save Gary's life, which might be a whole thing about women being able to vote or something. <laughs> I might be reaching, but I might not be. Even through it all, though, Olympia, even though she was not the sharpest knife and kind of sensitive and messed up she remembered to bring her prenatal vitamins when she was out blindfolded trying to find sanctuary mallory couldn't even give a damn about her kid and her kid grew up fine whereas olympia's daughter was kind of simple too so that might be something against that might be have a little bit of an anti-vaxxer <laughs> angle there like Hey, she did her prenatal vitamins and her kid came out simple. Uh, Mallory's son came out strong and smart and she didn't take all that stuff. <laughs> um, I think the overall movie... <laughs> the, the, 
seriously, you don't, you think I'm reaching? If you watch the movie and you think I'm reaching, reach out to me. Tell, I, I want to hear what you thought. I, challenge my opinions. You, you can reach me through Facebook or Instagram or y- y'all know where to find me. Y'all know where to find the inept supervillains. Leave a comment on uh, SoundCloud or something. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, because I can't remember our email address right now. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think a big takeaway from it was the blindfolds. Whenever they were outside, they had to be blindfolded. Which seems like maybe you shouldn't pay attention to the world around you. Maybe you should just have faith and only take care of yourself. Yeah, because during the their escape after Tom dies, they get into a boat, have to go through these rapids. Um, it's a whole perilous journey that was actually kind of boring to watch. And there's a point where she has to sacrifice one of the kids, but she can't. And she just has faith that they'll make it. Either they'll make it or they won't, but they'll do it together. So it, the whole thing kind of harkened back to the Cold War. Just listen to the old wasps <laughs> and hate any foreigners and don't let them in your house. That was kind of the takeaway. All right, we can keep the black people that are already here. We can sacrifice them to protect ourselves. And we just got to throw them a white woman every now and then. <laughs> or a basketball or something. Uh, it was... It, 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 you watch this. I'm watching this movie like, Jesus, why am I watching this? The Internet bullied me into this. And it, <laughs> and it took me into this whole thing about prop, the problem with YouTube and their algorithm. Like You could go on to YouTube and watch a video on a NASA probe. All of a sudden it suggests a, hey, here's the thing about another NASA thing. And then you get, if the moon landing fake, then, hey, the earth is flat. And people go down that whole rabbit hole, rabbit holes like that, that lead them into conspiracy theories and right wing thinking. That's how they become fans of people like Milo Olympius or Monopolis, whatever that fuckhead's name is. And, um... All those other uh, racist fuckheads. So the internet viral campaign that people did kind of led me to watch this movie filled with baby boomer right wing propaganda. Oh, yeah. Also, there were guns, but not enough. Because <laughs> apparently, I guess the liberals didn't have enough of them around. <laughs> um. Going back to Douglas's view of everybody, his view of Greg was really telling about everything. He tells Greg that he didn't have a problem with him and his husband. They were good people. He just didn't want to see what they were have to look at what they were building, meaning to add on to the house. But come on, that mean that means the family that they were building. It goes back to that whole, yeah, you can live your life. I just don't have to look at it. Why you have to put it in our face? Why you got to shove it in our face? So in the end, Douglas was kind of right. Yeah, Mallory eventually turned it around at the end, but it took being like Greg and his Cold War mentality 
to save her and the children. And Tom was, even though he was a big, strong guy, was really sensitive, really caring. Someone some people might even consider weak, even though he was brave and looked like he could knock a motherfucker's head off. Um, so, yeah, don't watch that movie. Stay far away from that movie. If Again, if you saw it and you think I'm wrong anywhere. Because it is saying that every problem with the world right now is coming from Russia. Which if you're looking at what Putin's doing and his influence in Western Europe and here in the U.S. And in China with their imperialism right now. Which we're going to go into in the next season of the Inept Supervillains podcast. It is a harken back to the Cold War mentality, the Reagan era uh, of being tough and determined and decisive. And it, it's yes, it, 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 it was Republican mentality saves the world. <sighs> All right. I'm glad I got that out of my system because I've been wanting to say this for the last two days since I saw that movie. Thank you for listening. The Inept Supervillains podcast will return very soon. Maybe in a week or so after you hear this. The first story will probably be just a wrap up of last year. And the episode after that, I am unless something monumental happens. I plan on exploring the whole Chinese imperialism that's going on right now. It is really fucking scary. Um slaves in africa it's uh well wow that whole social credit system the thing with uh winnie the pooh yeah i'll get into it um so yeah the villains will continue to educate and enlighten everyone in the first half of the show then share the insanity of the weird news cycle that we all have speaking of which every time while i was watching this movie whenever they show sandra bullock's face I kept looking at her plastic surgery and remembering, if you listened to the last episode of the Inept Supervillains podcast, she rubs a serum made from the circumcised foreskins of Korean babies on her face. Ugh. How could you do? Ugh. The things they do to try to stay young. Ugh. Just accept who you are. Exfoliate. Take care of your skin. You don't have to do all that. Any questions, comments, or gripes, you know where to find us. Stay tuned for more Inept Supervillains in Season 3 of the podcast and more random wildness that we're going to be doing. (laughs) And be sure to check out our buddies over at Moho Radio. They are doing like three different movie uh, podcasts now, which they'll probably be upset with me for doing this one. (sighs) A couple of wrestling podcasts are also on the network. Uh, there's a lot going on over there Uh, thanks for listening to this rambling insanity and have a happy and safe 2019 peace